Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. While the COVID-19 pandemic has acted as a catalyst for the integration of digital technologies into our education system. As a consequence, the edtech sector in Ireland is booming right now, and one of the companies that is at the forefront of educational technology is Aulis Education. Dermot Marisa from Aulis Education joins us now to discuss the business and its growth within the edtech sector. Dermot, to start the interview, I'd like to gain some insight into your own background. Sure. So uh, I started out, I suppose, on the tech side. I studied computer and electronic engineering in college and then went into consulting with a company called Version 1. So I was a software developer. I was working on sort of big uh, public sector projects, mostly the Department of Transport, Department of Agriculture, these kind of things. Um, and I was quite interested, I suppose, because I'd always, I'd always been sort of techy and interested in tech, but I never really did much when I was when I was younger or in school. There wasn't really a lot in terms of for someone like me who was interested in this stuff. So I was always sort of vaguely interested in why are there not extracurricular options there? And when that didn't happen, then I'd been working as a consultant for a couple of years and I said, you know what, this is something I could start out in my, in, my spare t- in, my, in my spare time. So, you know, we started out, there were a couple of us, we put on one one evening class a week and then we added a second one and then we added a third one and it all sort of just flowed from there. So at, at some point then it, it sort of became big enough to be a, a full-time gig and uh, seven-odd years later, here we are. So what was your vision for the business when you set it up first day and how have you seen the sector evolve over that period? So for me, I wanted to deliver the thing that I would have liked when I was a kid or when I was a teenager. So I was saying, you know, if if you're interested in computers, come along to the Academy of Code, as it was then. Uh, Come along to the Academy of Code and we'll kind of take you by the hand and lead you right through. So, you know, we've now built that up. It's a 10-grade curriculum, so a bit like your sort of music classes, say, where you're coming along and doing piano or violin and you do your grade one exam, your grade two exam and so on, and you have a clear path. That's that's what we wanted to offer to our students. And that's that's what our students now who come into us today, uh, that's that's the, the system that they work their way through. Um, in, in terms of the evolution, I, I suppose we're seeing more and more focus on, I suppose, both technology uh, as, a, as a subject in itself whether it's coding or whatever else, but then also the, the sort of technology that supports that as well. And, and both of those is an awful lot more um, awareness, an awful lot more focus. And I suppose particularly with, with COVID the last year and a half or, or coming up on two years now, you know, we've all suddenly been thrust into this, this, this brave new world. So there's an awful lot more acceptance. People are an awful lot more open-minded to how technology can solve the problems because suddenly they, they have to use technology to solve the problems. So, I think we're 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 still at the the start. I think of the story of technology in education. I think there's there's so much more to come. If you look at education in ten years time or twenty years time, we'll look back at 2021 and say, "Oh my God, we were so primitive." You know, we 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 were we were barely even at the start line. But I think we've maybe reached the start line now, which is is somewhere we maybe weren't seven or eight years ago. So tell me, how do you expect the education sector to become more digitalised over the next five to ten years? I think it's about giving teachers and giving schools and giving students the tools that they need and kind of meeting them where they are. So from our side at Olus Education, we're very much about saying, well, we don't want to be people coming down from the ivory tower with this solution we've worked out and then saying, here you go, here's this thing that was going to solve your problems without having actually looked at what those problems are in the first place. So I think... A big thing that we're seeing happening more and more in the sector now is is people just being a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more deliberate about saying, 
what are the problems that schools are having? What are the problems that students are having? And let's go and address those directly. So it's not about a solution in search of a problem. It's saying, you know, for example, in our case, we're saying students need technical skills. Our teachers are not trained to do that. It's very, very difficult to train someone after the fact. So how do we go about addressing that and coming up with a solution, which in our case is the oldest learning portal, coming up with a solution which directly meets that need. So Aulis Education was established following the merger of Cocoon Education and the Academy of Code. How did that merger come about and how did the strategic move benefit the entity that is now known as Aulis Education? So I was the, the managing director of the Academy of Code and, and, and then Gavin Malloy was my counterpoint, our counterpart at uh, Cocoon and, and we had known each other for, for a while and we'd done a few little bits of, of, of work together that we had run some some webinars and things for them and I'd say we kept in touch as sort of um, you know two two companies operating not quite in competition with each other but in a similar space and as we were I suppose casually talking about what our respective next moves were we felt more and more that we were moving in a similar direction that is building you know a, a, a building a portal which would help students learn this suite of technical skills meeting the needs of schools, meeting the needs of students. And as we saw the two companies, I suppose, converging, we looked at our strengths at the Academy of Code and their strengths at, at Cocoon and said, you know what, we actually have almost opposite sides of the opposite sides of the, the puzzle piece here that we have the bits that they were missing, they have the bits that we were missing. We said, look, we can move an awful lot more quickly. We can deliver these solutions an awful lot better if we come together and work on this. And the business model up to now has been really direct-to-consumer. You're looking to expand into the school's sector. So what will that product offering look like? Basically, the, the, the idea is that every student will get a login to this portal. The school, whether that's the individual teachers or maybe their IT coordinator or some other leadership, will decide what the different modules they're going to study are. So maybe in a given year, you might do, if you're a Google school, you do a Google Workspace module, or if you're a Microsoft school, you'll do your, your Office module you'll maybe do some stuff on online safety. You'll do maybe an ebook module where you learn to, to, to put together ebooks and maybe you do a scratch module and you've, just, you've got those four modules spread out over the course of your full academic year. And the idea is that every single teacher in the school can do this. So we're very, very conscious that at the moment there are an awful lot of teachers who never received any technical training in college. CPD that's been offered to them really isn't enough to get them over that hump. So we're saying, you know, we need to make sure that they have the tools to go and do it. So what we're saying then is you have this, uh, this, this portal. If you are a teacher who's not very confident with technical, technical, the technical side of things, I suppose, you can land a laptop or a tablet and we're multi-platform, whatever devices you have in school we can work with. You land that in front of your students, you give them their login, and they can follow through the lesson on their own. There's videos there and everything they need to, to follow through and complete that lesson on their own. Now, if you have a super technically uh, uh, competent and, and very excited teacher who wants to get in and do all that stuff hands-on, brilliant. They can actually use that and build on it. And it's, it's designed with both ends of that spectrum in mind. But the core of the offering is we're saying to, to principals and to boards of management and whoever else we're talking to, for the first time, you can guarantee that every single one of your students is going to get those core digital skills and Dermot, what are you going to choose as your route into the school's market? 
So in, in terms of distribution, I suppose there's, there's, there, there are a couple of different avenues. One that we're looking at particularly closely is working with our, our hardware partners. So we have a number of the big Google and Apple resellers, so the, the companies that are reselling Google Chromebooks or Apple iPads into schools, working with them so that when the school is at that point of making a big investment, and, and this traditionally, particularly in Ireland, although we're also looking at the UK market in a, in a big way and it's a problem there as well, but the problem is that they come to make their big investments. They say, oh, I guess we'll take, you know, 20 iPads or 50 iPads or whatever it is, or Chromebooks or laptops. But they don't really have a plan for what they're going to do with those. So what we want to do is basically solve that problem. And schools are they're aware that they have this problem. They're aware that there's a bit of a gap there. So as I said earlier, we're not coming down with a solution that nobody knows they need. They know they need this. And at the point where they're purchasing the hardware, the hardware reseller can also say to them, well, look, if you need help, with, with your plan, with what you're actually going to do with these devices, here's your solution. Here's the OLED learning platform that can make it really, really easy for every single one of your teachers to get value out of these devices or every single one of your students, I suppose, most importantly, to get value out of these devices. So what will the revenue model be then through the schools? Will the school be picking up the tab for this or will it be parents? Well, we, we actually, we, we have quite a bit of flexibility there. So the you know, in broad strokes, the, the, the license is going to cost kind of between five and 10 euro per student per year. So it's quite an affordable per student price. Some schools will pay for it, and particularly, you know, we're looking at, at the UK market in a big way, and particularly in the UK, their model would more typically be that the, the school will pick up the, the tab on this. But in an Irish context, what we'll be offering, or one of the things we'll be offering as an option, is that you can literally put this in your book list. And finally, Dermot, as we have already mentioned, the edtech sector is growing at a phenomenal pace. But what are the emerging trends in this area that you're going to see over the next five to ten years? I think the biggest one we'll see is we'll see more sensible, intelligent, considered integration of technology. That I, I think we're, we're at the phase at the moment, and I'd say over the last decade plus, where technology is brought into schools, is brought into the education but it's brought in in a bit of a, 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 a an unconsidered way at times. And I mentioned earlier uh, that this is something that we see all over the place is schools, they get money to spend on technology, they get their grants or whatever it is. They bring that technology in and they just don't really use it. They don't really get value from it. So what we'll see, and certainly what I hope we'll see, but also what I think we'll see is we'll see a bit more sophistication and that we'll see the likes of ourselves uh, at Olus kind of positioning ourselves to really help schools with that pain point so that it's not just that they're bringing technology into the classroom it's that they're bringing it in in a way that really adds to the learning experience that you know what we don't want to see is what maybe has happened in the past which is we're bringing technology in for the sake of technology we're saying no 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 you're not there's no point in that we want to bring it in in a really targeted way that really adds to the student experience and you know make sure that we're actually meaningfully addressing that that digital skills gap that's there for them. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Dermot O'Marisa from Aulis Education, and I would like to wish Dermot continued success with growing his business. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.